Beauty and the Beast this week, which is number 22 on the AFI Top Musicals list. From 2006. 2006. I think. So obviously it doesn't have more recent musicals on, but we're going to try and find a list that does when we've got through these 25. So Yeah, we wanted to start with the best ones first, supposedly. The best. In air air quotes. And then we've seen the list and it's like, some of these are not the best. All right. We're not going to say which ones. Um, so Beauty and the Beast from 1991, the Disney animated um, film, which, as I've just found out, grossed $331.9 million worldwide. That is incredible for a Disney film back then. It's a big film. <clears throat> it was in that Renaissance period for Disney. Little Mermaid set it all off and then Beauty and the Beast swept up. Yes, and then you had Aladdin, Pocahontas, Lion King. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then we had Pixar, and it's just been pretty much, let's go Pixar ever since. Uh, don't worry, Disney have clawed it back in the last few films. So. They've done quite well. They're doing well. I'm not worried about Disney. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I also, I also just had a look at, um, at, at the IMDb page for Beauty and the Beast I did not know anyone like anyone who did the voices I didn't realise who did them like I'd never really looked at the cast list yeah. before apart from Angela Lansbury because she's an absolute yeah, that's goddess the only one. Um, Paige O'Hara as well I know from other she's been in other Disney films um, and she's a legend on this on theater in theater anyway in broadway so that's but yeah robbie benson was the beast prince adam lumiere was played by jerry orbach who is the dad from dirty dancing and he was in he was in um is he in what's it i'm not a csi law and order right i've never seen law and order i think he's in law and order um, Mrs. Potts is obviously Angela Lansbury. We all knew that pretty much as soon as you heard her voice the first time. You were yeah. like, that's Angela Lansbury. Even at four years old, I was like, I know that voice. I've watched Murder, that's, She Wrote. <laughs> that's, Jess- that's Jessica Fletcher. I know that one. <laughs> I know that. I've watched Bedknocks and Boomsticks as well by then. Um, Gaston was by Richard White, who I think he was in something else that I've seen, but I can't remember. White. It's uh no, the only Richard White I know is Richard Whiteley from Countdown. So I, I don't think I don't think it was him. No, it's not him. And oh. um Cogsworth was played by David Ogden Steers. Um so I think at the time it was quite a few unknowns and then Angela Lansbury. So what? <laughs> I think I do, I do feel with the Disney films, they were pretty much all unknowns. Yeah, I, I think, think they prefer it. That I think way. Angela, Angela Lansbury was the one who kind of changed it, and then Robin Williams just leapt forward. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. And when we do Aladdin, I'm sure that'll be the same. I'm like, I had no idea these people were in this yeah. film. Um, I so, know Leah Salonga is Jasmine. She's ace. Right. <laughs> so. On the top 25, this is the only animated Disney film. Uh, right off the bat, is this, would it be your top one prior to 2006? 
what Disney animated yeah. musical film. Absolutely. Yeah. The, it's between, the, between it's this be, and Aladdin for me. No, it's between this and Little Mermaid for me. Like <sighs> Little Mermaid has been is my favorite Disney film of all time. But I think I relate more to Belle because she loves reading and I would love a library like <laughs> like Prince Adam has. It's, I think I do feel more... I feel like Belle and I are very similar. Not that I've fallen in love with a beast or anything, that's a bit weird, but, um, yeah, that we love reading and we're, we're like, being on our own. <laughs> Fair enough. Very we introvert. Don't, we don't like talking wardrobes either. <laughs> Although she's pretty good no, at talking wardrobe. She is. So, yeah, I, I've, I've no one to relate to in this. I, I don't see myself as a beast or a, a candlestick. Not, not who I am. Even, not even Cogsworth? It's a bit uptight. You're calling me uptight. Is that what you're doing? Oh, thanks. I think he is so funny. I think him and Lumiere, certainly in the animated version have such a good rapport like that yeah and they they're do. obviously it's animated but you can you can see in the voice actor like how well they can they get on and I think that was in the days yeah. when they didn't actually see each other at all yeah I, I was recording. gonna say would this be that time where they didn't know who was gonna play the other yeah, person I don't think they would have realized who was playing who so it was kind of like oh yeah I didn't they wouldn't have known who the other person was at the at the time, they probably didn't see yeah. them. So it's really nice to 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 see that how well they get on. Um, so everybody, if you don't know the the premise of Beauty and the Beast, Belle is um, they live in France. I would say around the time of the French Revolution, so like the mid no mid to late seventeen hundreds. But I concur. Disney have never oh, confirmed no. when the time was, but the cops outside my house. Um, yeah, Disney have never confirmed what era it was, but judging by the style of the clothes and the like, the house and the village and everything, it was probably about seventeen hundreds. Um. So yeah, her dad is a lovely scientist. He's Maurice. Obviously, yeah, Maurice. Mums get killed off in Disney films, so there's no mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know what actually happened to the mum. We had no idea where she is. We can make up our own theories. She left maybe the weird <laughs> Maybe, maybe she is. There is a story from Twisted Tales that does actually say that mm-hmm. that she was the witch. Fair so enough. yeah, that's nice. Just making it up off the top of my head. Twisted Tales books. Um so yeah her dad is an inventor he's going to a fair um with their horse who is called Philippe Philippe the horse who probably my favorite character I love a horse in a Disney film the race um (laughs) they're always so funny um Philippe and they get lost they go down a horrible um part of the forest and come across a huge castle in the middle of nowhere that's all locked up and dark Maurice gets lost Philippe didn't yeah. want to go that way. Yeah, Philippe was, see, this is why he's the best character in the whole thing. He knows what he's doing. Um, so Philippe doesn't get lost. Maurice makes him get lost. They end up at the castle. They, Philippe gets spooked by wolves and Maurice enters the gates. He finds the beast. Um, well, the beast finds him. 
yes. gets locked up in the dungeons and he sends well philippe has gone Meh. yeah <laughs> i'm involved. out of here <laughs> i am no longer in this situation clearly um, knows the way back home yes he's very clever very very intelligent Where's Philippe? Um, so he gets home. Bella's had to fight off a weirdo called Gaston, who seems to want to marry her. She's like, absolutely not. I'm a feminist. Get away from me. I don't want anything to do with you, you weirdo. You don't even read. Um, With well, the subtext. Yeah, and you've got a hole in right. their socks. Like, I'm not <laughs> somebody's got holes in their socks. What do you want about? Um, <laughs> Philippe comes back. He then magically remembers the way back to the castle because it was dark. It's great. Horses great have a sense of direction, <laughs> which I didn't know before this. Um, and yeah, she finds Maurice in the dungeons. Then the beast turns up and they swap. She says, if you let my dad go, I will stay here. And then she flees to her bedroom, a, a spare bedroom. It's got lo- loads, I'm, I'm assuming. Finds a talking wardrobe who, you know, she's very funny, that talking wardrobe. I do like her. Um, And then comes (laughs) one of my favourite lines, and we have used this probably since 1991, where she refuses to come to dinner. And she's like, "Um, I'm not going, I'm not going to dinner. And the beast just voice for the door. Then you will starve. (laughs) It's used in our family for the past 20 odd years, well, maybe 30 years. Um, that's good. That's just our tradition. If, if somebody doesn't eat the dinner, then we just go, fine, she can starve. Even if it was a, a nephew, they've still got the same line. So, um, yeah, and then they kind of start coming together and then blah, blah, blah. Then, like, he shows her this massive library and she's like, oh my God, I need to stay with this guy. He's loaded. Um, but then her dad gets sick. He's going to be taken away by the asylum by the insane asylum people so she goes back through the with the magic mirror shows the beast to everyone they then head on down to as a rave like raving mob candle yeah can can no not candles (laughs) pitchforks and torches thank you chris um, not Lumiere. Not Lumiere. Although not Lumiere does involve quite heavily in the battle. He's very good at the battle. Um, and Jen, and there is a big battle. The Beast and Gaston are out on the crenellations. There's a nice word for you. Um, which is the outside of the castle. Is. It's like the tower. Mm. You know, like where they're like. Yeah. Yeah, that's a crenellation. Well. For a few uh, listeners, Gina just did a an action, and I don't know how to explain that action, but it doesn't come across well on a podcast. Listen, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so they're on the on the tower at the top, and then Gaston, the dirty bar steward, stabs the beast. He does like. That the petals have been I've missed loads out but anyway basically no, it's, it's good to fly through <laughs> it is beating the beast fall in love the last petal falls she says that she loves him there's a lot of magic it turns into Prince Adam he's much better looking as the beast that's all you need to know um, I was, I was going to bring that up later a lot of female friends that I know say he's much better looking as the beast than Adam 
it's the nose the nose just isn't isn't the right nose for his face he's got a very nice face it's just the nose and they did the exact same with dan stevens in the live action one ruined his nose (laughs) effectively just come on people give him a better nose but yes the beast is much better as a beast um so before we get before we get onto the songs because there's only a few weirdly there are only a few songs in this um a lot of it is music confused about how old prince adam actually is like when he's when he gets turned into a beast we don't know how old bella's either do we say she's probably around about i was saying between 18 and 21 that that might be generous back in those days she's probably 14 she's probably 12 but (laughs) who knows um so yeah, because they say the petal will fall before his 21st birthday. But Lumiere says they've been there 10 years. Oh. So was he alone at 11 in a castle in the middle of a forest in the middle of a French town? Maybe. Then parents need looking at. Where are his parents? Probably trying not to get beheaded in France <laughs> in Paris well, or uh, are they inanimate objects in the house somewhere you never, see, you never see them again do you it's kind of like oh. but in the in the beginning bit the um the prologue where the guy is saying there was a, a I've just literally just listened to it but where he says like that a, a woman came to the door and blah blah and he lived alone he was spoiled and blah the animation is of an adult child, like an adult, per- yeah, an adult yeah, person. It is. So it's kind of like, did time stop and they've just counted the years? And then when Belle arrived, time started again? Which yeah. is a very weird theory that I've just come up with off the top of my head. Or was yeah, he actually I, 11? <laughs> I, I feel there are a few plot holes in this film. Love this film. I, I, I feel there are plot holes. I feel with films that. I love, I can pick them apart a bit easier. So when Maurice goes back to say the beast has got her, and then before the mob comes, they must have been together for a few days. Yeah. So Maurice, Maurice went back, and then what did he do at home? Chilled out. Try to. Did he just, just stay there and like, oh, how can I defeat the beast? Or did he just yeah. like, oh. Never mind, daughter's gone. See you later. Well, lost another one. <laughs> Wife's yeah, disappeared. It, it, it just seems maybe they are in like a, a weird time loop where time doesn't move linear. Yeah, so yeah, so maybe because maybe it was only like two, three days for Maurice, but it was months and months and months for yeah, Belle and Bell and the Beast and the guys in the in the castle. Um, there were lots of subtle adult jokes in this film, as there are with plenty of Disney films over and animated yeah. films over the years. There's lots of subtle adult jokes that kids are like, why is mum laughing at that? <laughs> and I think my favourite one is um, Lumiere and the French maid duster, the feather duster. I think yeah. that relationship as a whole is quite funny because 
it's obviously very very stereotypical she's a she's a French maid in France um and she's now a feather duster but her accent is so like nobody else apart from Lumiere bear in mind they're in France yeah Lumiere and the feather duster are the only two characters that have a French accent everybody else has an American or English accent a British accent and he's just like okay (laughs) this is quite weird (laughs) yeah it is they might as well just have cast American people or cast all French people yeah yeah but it's weird to have two characters talk French French accent I think it would have been I think it would have been I don't know I like I do find it really funny that the only two French people are a candlestick and a French maid who then have a relationship together and are the two most French people <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of hockey hockey hawes going on um in in the prologue uh, the narrator says you'll spend eternity as a beast unless you find someone would you spend eternity as a beast knowing you'll live for hundreds, thousands of years? Or would well, you I think, and... I think that's why I think there's a time loop and he doesn't realise how much time has really passed. Mm. Because obviously, again, we don't know how often petal, the petals are falling, how often no, they are. It, it seems full towards the start of the film and then suddenly... It's like, ends. and that's why I think <laughs> somebody coming into the castle triggers everything setting off I think Belle is the trigger for the petal because the petals were full the rose was perfectly fine (laughs) before Belle arrived and then they started falling um so So, yeah do you think do you think if no one's there no one's moving would you think they are I I think still think that everything moves as it was like the the uh the household still goes on as it as it would yep. before. I, uh, I didn't think just don't... we'd... Uh, I, I didn't think we'd do a, a deep dive on Beauty and the Beast. Oh, Sammy, it's uh, one no, of no, our favourite like... films, Chris. We love it. We have Wait, to. We've got questions. We, we have got... Answers. Come on, Disney. Answer our questions. I might email them. Um, so, yeah, there are, there are lots of plot holes, especially around the time of things that happen yes. and how long things take. And but how... ignore all that. But we'll ignore all that and we'll head on to the songs. So we start with the prologue, which isn't really a song, it's just music with a narrator, um, which I don't know who narrates that. Is it Alan Menken? I, I don't narrates, know. I don't know who the, the narrator is. Um, Alan Menken was no, the composer no. um, yeah. of the musical aspect of the musical soundtrack. Well, um, he, he did a lot of other did, Disney films. Yeah, he did um, Little, Little Mermaid and Aladdin. And I think he did, I think he was collaborating with on Pocahontas, but I can't say for certain. Right. And obviously still works with Disney because he's doing the remakes. Oh, and he was on it's Hercules. Oh, I forgot about Hercules. He's he just the Randy Newman of Disney. He is. He really is. He he really is. So he's done a lot of Disney films. Um, so yeah, we start with the prologue. 
um, which basically sets up the scene of how the beast became a beast. Then we move straight into Belle, which I love because I think it's just such a nice little way of seeing how Belle interacts with other the other village members. They obviously yeah. think she's very beautiful and she's very clever, but she's weird because all she does is read. People didn't read back then. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't understand that at all. What, that just people because just didn't read. read. Yeah. yeah. Women weren't allowed I, to read back then, Chris. <clears throat> yeah, but it sounds like none of them read. I don't, I don't know how any of them survive without being, <laughs> without being able to read. It's crazy. But... No, Belle is a banger. She is. I'll, well, that is as well. It's amazing. And you you do get to hear a little bit of the village life, like people asking for six eggs and some loads Shall of we? bread. She, I know. She had, she had a lot of children, though, to be fair to her. She had about four. Probably six. Yeah, yeah, that's why she needed six eggs. <laughs> um, and you also, halfway through, which you don't, here on the soundtrack version but it obviously is in the movie version is when Gaston appears and he's hunting ducks in the village square yeah yeah just got his gun out shooting out the sky shooting shooting ducks out of the air and then you also see LeFou who in the animated film doesn't really have a personality at all (laughs) no he he gets kicked around so oh, I do feel really sorry for LeFou. Why did he put himself in that situation? He must be hard as nails to take all those punches. God. Maybe the six what? eggs were for LeFou. Poor guy. Yeah. That's his maybe <laughs> he, maybe he needs half dozen eggs to yeah, grow as eggs. tall as a barge. And then, exactly. And... Then they all come to a rousing crescendo at the end, and the whole village has come out to basically watch her walk home. Yeah, which is quite worrying. It is. Right, <laughs> like, get about your daily life. Also, during the song, we uh, see her go to the library, which is the world's worst library. That's like five books. Yeah, according to Ben. Considering the beast has well over a thousand, that library is shit. Um, I also and love... I, and, and he just gives books away. It's not a library. It's not really open. business. You can't stay God. open. Um, I also love that the... Because I think Aladdin came out after this, didn't it? It did. Yeah, so there's an Easter egg in this, in the song where the book that she reads and she sings about is Aladdin. Um Prince Far Off Places, Prince in Disguise, Daring Sword Fights, etc. etc. It is Aladdin. Um, and I think that started, that was the kickoff for Easter eggs in Disney films. I think there was one in Little Mermaid, but I can't remember which one it was. Um Little Mermaid came out in 89. So there would have been a f- if they'd started Easter eggs, that that would have been the first one because there wasn't, I don't think. Obviously, with the Renaissance era of Disney, there wouldn't have been anything else before that. In case people don't know, what's an Easter egg? Um, so it's like a little hidden spoiler or a hidden nod to another film or um, franchise within Disney. So in Disney, you often see Mickey Mouse in Disney films, yeah. hidden away somewhere. They've become rife in later years. Um 
Certainly with Disney, Disney and Pixar working together, you will often see Disney Pixar characters in Disney or Pixar films. So Nemo yeah. pops up quite a lot <laughs> in recent years. Um, and so, yeah, so you see her singing about Aladdin and that that is then the next film. And I think Aladdin did something where they announced Lion King within Aladdin. I can't remember what, where it was, but they put something in Aladdin that was kind of like, oh, so that's that's Lion King. If you look I'm, back I'm after Lion King was released. I'm trying to think if it's, you know, when the genie is changing him into Prince Ali and it becomes Simba. a load of animals. Yeah, I think it becomes Simba. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, so then we have um, a few random bits happening. Um obviously with the fair that Maurice goes to with his chopping machine, like just get an axe, mate, it's fine. Yeah. We don't, we don't need chopping machines. It's unwieldy, that, I think. It's it's too big. Too far too big. Hitches it to a wagon, hitches the wagon to our best mate, Philippe, and off he goes. Um, and then there isn't really a song for about, 30, well, for about 10 yeah. minutes. <laughs> No, 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 I think, I think it is 30 minutes. Is it about 30 minutes? Yeah, yeah, because we hear Belle, then we hear the reprise of Belle, and the next song we hear is Be Our Guest. So yeah. there is a, a big, a big gap in the middle. A big gap. So, so big, it makes a noise. So, <laughs> so big, it shocked microphone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then we hear um, Be Our Guest, and I think that is one of our mutual favorites isn't it we we love yeah. be our guest i think it's uh, it's just one of them songs that you, no matter who you are if somebody says be our guest you will literally sing half yeah. the song <laughs> to yourself it's uh also the song on its own amazing but with the visuals and what the animators did in that scene with all the cutlery and crockery and all yeah. the accessories it just absolutely it's when all the plates are spinning around away. in like yeah, yeah. layers i love that bit that's it's just it, it, it is just, it's things like that where you can see yeah now i understand why this is a best picture nomination because they went be, beyond and be, uh, above and beyond yeah for everything. 1991 it's definitely yeah. a, a a different style of animation than yeah. a lot of people were used to like, I don't really know films before 1989 for Disney. Um, I'm sure there were obviously a few, but I don't know. Yeah, there was, there was a fair few. Probably Fantasia was the only one that kind of did that, you know, with the uh, the mop in the bucket. Mop in the bucket. With yeah. uh, Mickey. Yes, yeah. I think that was it. Maybe Sword in the Stone because we got Merlin in there. I don't know. I'll have to watch them. I love Sword in the Stone. It's a great film. Um. So yeah, she they do be our guest, and with the grey stuff, try the grey stuff. It's delicious. I why it's a grey stuff. I don't. Nobody knows. Some people have said it's like a weird fondue thing. I mean, it looks like like a weird taste. I went to an afternoon tea, a Beauty and the Beast themed afternoon tea with um. She'll be a friend of the podcast anyway, because she'll have to listen to it because I'll make her. But my sister and um, her stepdaughter and her mother-in-law 
in London uh, many years ago. I think about five years, yeah. ago, four or five think, years ago. I think my sisters went to London. Yeah, and it was incredible. But they had the grey stuff, and it was just icing dyed grey. But was it? Was it delicious? It was delicious. It was like a fondant. Well, it was like, they didn't lie then. It was like buttercream fondant icing. It was, oh yeah, it was delicious. Um, and then we see Beauty and the Beast kind of falling in love a bit and getting to know each other a bit better. And then we have something there, which again is probably my second or third favourite after Be Our Guest and Belle. I think Be Our Guest and Belle are on the same level. And then something there is just below it. Yeah, I I don't know what my favourite in this is. Because I'll think of one and I'm like, oh, what about that one? And then what yeah. about that one? <laughs> yeah. I think all of them deserve, like, top spot. So I'll make a decision at the end of the podcast. Good, okay. We'll come Stick to around. This. We'll come to a decision eventually. It might not be at the end of this podcast. Might might have to oh, mention yeah. another one. Yeah, 10 years down the line, I will definitely tell you what my favourite is. <laughs> we'll let you know. Um, so something there where Beauty and the Beast steadily fall in love. She gets more clothes. Don't remember seeing a Modiste or dressmaker coming along to the castle. Who knows well, how they were made? You don't know who's been in that castle. No, Maybe don't the know art is mum's, mum's clothes. Or a sister. Well, Yes. It, it could be anyone. That she wardrobe, a, it seems like she could make clothes. She could master up anything, couldn't she, that wardrobe? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, she has a very nice red cloak and she's feeding feeding birds in the snow, which is why I think there's a lot of, like, a time must pass really quickly for them because yes. they go through all seasons throughout this yeah, one yeah. song. So <laughs> it's fine. It's like, it's like the living Manchester. Yes. That, yeah. That's how quick the seasons are. It could be that they... Yeah, maybe it wasn't set in France. Maybe it was set in Manchester. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll have to find out. Um, so, yeah, and that's where we um, also see the castle occupants like Mrs Potts and Lumiere and Cogsworth realising that Belle could be the answer that they're looking for and trying to put them together a bit more yeah. and try and get them a bit closer there may be something there that wasn't there before. There may be something there that wasn't there before. And then does Gaston come after something there? Or before? Gaston might just be before something there. So meanwhile, back in the village, the sleepy French village, Gaston is saying, oh yeah, I'm going to get Belle to marry me because check me out, I'm ace. And only him and LeFou believe that. Oh, and three very nah. odd triplets. <laughs> I, I I feel the village believes believes. You, I think yeah. Belle's Bell, 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 the only one that doesn't. And Maurice. Chip. Um. Yeah, I think Gaston is one of them songs that you kind of you kind of forget about until you hear it again, and then it's like, oh yeah. No, I, I don't think about Gaston. I do. It's not my favourite. Yeah, I, I think it's just such a boastful song that it sticks in my head a lot more. Yeah, I think it's one of them. It's one of the songs that I always skip if I'm ever listening to this soundtrack. Sorry, sorry, Gaston. I'm sure you're an ugly person in real life. 
Um, but yeah, this is his boastful song where he tells everybody how great he is and how strong he is and how he's going to win Bell with his macho. And that and Lefou is proper wingman in it. It's been oh, brilliant. yeah. You're cool. Yeah. Got this, Gaston. You can definitely have Bell. I love you, Gaston. No, I mean, you, oh, you're no. really good. You're yeah, really good, you, you're great, Gaston. Don't marry her. Marry me. Ah, I mean, this is 1,700 fans. We can't do that. It's illegal. Um, so, yeah, and then we have something there. And then we go to where they've kind of got together a bit and everything's hunky-dory and she comes down in that beautiful yellow dress that so many people have tried to replicate. Just before that, though, we have When We're Human Again. Okay, so I watched a special edition the other night and in my head I was like, I have never seen this before. So all the things in the house sing this song called When We're Human Again. I've and, uh, never heard that song in my life. I know. I, I was watching it. I was like, have I just clearly forgot this film? I've seen this film many, many times. And I watched that the other night. I was like, what the hell's happening? Because I know it's in the... No, it's in the um, live action one. Right. I think. No, it was the animated one. And in that little bit, the uh, bell is trying to teach the beast how to read. So I was watching those two scenes and I was like, how have I forgotten all about it? Hang on one second. I'm just going to pause the card <laughs> on V8. There is a special edition of this one we get on VHS. And I think my friend had it. We had the normal edition, like absolutely not spending the £5 on a special edition VHS back in the 90s. Um, but I think my friend had the special edition and it's on that. So I have heard yeah. it but it's not on any edition but it's one of them things where you kind of like was it on this one or was it on one of the sequels because in the sequels they're still inanimate objects they're right. not the people that they then become I, I don't think I've seen the sequel to this there are three sequels they're Ooh. all pretty good I know. to be fair I've, def- I've definitely seen the second one yes yeah, so I don't the, think I've seen the others the, there are three and they're all quite good to be fair um, so but now, go straight to video. Now that you've listened to When We're Human Again. It's a banger. Yeah, it, it's really good. It's so upbeat. It's, I, I wonder why it was dropped. I'm, do you think? Maybe. Yeah, I, I just got so confused the other night by myself. I, I nearly texted you straight away. I was like, no, no, I'm sure I'm crazy. <laughs> that I've just I'm clearly not, forgotten. You're this not film. crazy. Because... That is absolutely incredible. That's amazing. Because it's not even mentioned on their Wikipedia page. <laughs> well, it, it wouldn't be unless it's like in a deleted scenes segment. So yeah, this is a, a forgotten song. Right, so. We're human again, um, which I would say... 99% of the people that we that will be listening to this podcast will have never heard of. It's pretty cool. It's on YouTube. Go and find it. Um, so is that before? Yeah, that's just before the, the title song. Title song. So we have When We're Human Again, and then 
we have the iconic scene and song where they come down for dinner. She's in her beautiful yellow dress. He's in his nice blue um, suit thing. Looking good. Looking good for the beast. Um, and they have a lovely little dance to Angela Lansbury singing Beauty and the Beast. I just love it. And, um, and then they sit outside. She's not got a jacket. I can't imagine it being very warm. Come on, beast. Get on with it. Just before that, the camera work in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, my and God. When it goes from the chandelier all the way to the floor and then you see the ceiling and all that's animated. and it's Cinematography of this film is yeah. incredible for an animated the, film. The, te- the technicality of that whole like three-minute scene is something that I imagine if Walt Disney saw it, he'd be like, fuck me. <laughs> that is absolutely yeah. incredible. There's no way we're beating this. And then we kind of have later on down the line. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think it'd ever really been done before. No. Like Little Not Mermaid. That Little Mermaid you have where she's in the cave and she swims up and around and it does like a spinny view of the cave. But yeah, nothing yeah. like the ballroom scene in Beating the Beast. And that that ceiling is just like absolute chef's kiss. Like yeah, that, they animated all that beautifully. Yeah. Does that ceiling move all the time? Because obviously when we zoom in it, I was watching it like, do they do that all the time there? Yeah, that's, that's what them. I thought. That's <laughs> them as these objects that are just trapped. Jen. <gasps> one of the plot holes oh my days this is just terrible can't cope so yeah um beautiful beautiful work done by disney there um disney well done absolutely no beefs with that beauty and the beast situation nope. um then comes another little plot hole with the magic mirror. Yes. Does she take it with her? Also, we saw Maurice leave for the castle a good number of days ago. He would be dead. Yeah, I don't know why she took it. Maybe just to advance the plot on more for when she's back home. Yeah, and then it sees, obviously they see the beast through the mirror, which... If she's just saying it, they're probably not going to believe and think she's mad. Yes. And that's why she gets locked up. And then that's why she shows Beast in the mirror. Um, and then we have them get locked up in their cellar. Yeah. But Chip, they're just the cutest little cup in the world. He, he's my MVP. He really Chip, is. Chip might be my favourite Disney character ever. Yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty cool. He is the GOAT. And I know it's not the 2017 remake, but that kid was an absolute C-rate. Yeah. <laughs> I did not like chipping that. This one is cute as hell, and he's a badass. Like, leaving his mum and all his brothers yeah. and sisters, all them cups. Also, if Mrs Potts is his mum, how old is she? <laughs> no, because... I <laughs> was still like 50 odd when she made this film. <laughs> yeah, that's another plot hole. 
anyway another plot hole. yeah where's his dad yeah so mm. obviously the mob starts singing then the mob arrived the with the pitchforks and torches killed the beast and then we have another um, we have a battle with Lumia. We have another line that is said where my family have taken it on and use it in every eventuality that we can, which is Sacre Bleu, Invaders, which is used constantly <laughs> in our family. As soon as anything happens in our house, it's like, oh my God, let's just use that. Um, so yeah, then we have the battle and we have Gaston and the beast moving outside. Um, how, how many men do those objects kill? Quite a few. They are quite vicious. Imagine a wardrobe jumping on you from like 10 feet. Yeah, yeah, not good. The thing is, in the live action remake, the villagers have family members in the castle. Yes. So they're killing their brother (laughs) or dad or husband or whatever who's been left behind in the village. Yeah, because... In in this, it seems like no one knows that castle is there. Yeah. This had just turned out, out of nowhere, this castle. Yeah. So, I don't know where I was going with that, but how can you not notice a castle in is and around some, your Is there home? some sort of magic that has hidden the castle and basically the people who knew the castle was there have died and the new villagers... Yeah. Are like never heard about this castle. It's been literally a hundred years. Let's just say it's been a hundred years. Everybody in that village who knew about the castle yeah. has died. There's magic cloak in the castle, so you can't see it unless you Philippe and you go and, and Maurice and you find it. Um, yeah. And that's how nobody kind of knew about it. But it still would be like, surely, because it's the closest village to the castle, there would be people in the castle yeah. who would know of villagers in the villa or would have lived there yeah. and you're not all going to live in the castle are you all i i see to think when bell sings her opening song she says when we move to this small provincial town so does that mean the whole village moved because it's not like i think it's when just me her and my and dad her, yeah i think it's just her and her dad who've moved there from somewhere else and i think maybe she was from a city maybe she moved from you you can call that Bordeaux, let's say. Let's not oh, use yeah, Paris Bordeaux. as an example. Yeah. We'll use Bordeaux or Nice or... Nice is I nice. I like it's nice. nice. It's I've, very nice. Been, it's it's awful to drive through, but it's a very nice place. Yeah, I walk. <laughs> so then we obviously have, um, like I said, the battle between, the fight between Gaston and the Beast, where Gaston stabs him. Um, the Beast, in a rage, knocks him off and... Gaston is a no more and there's a collective cheer there's a collective cheer that goes up in our house when that happens and we're like yay I just start crying it's like Gaston why imagine LeFou like just in tears weeping on the floor somewhere Um, and then obviously he the beast is critically injured the last petal is falling Bell says she loves she loves them and then comes my I think out of all the musical type of numbers in this the transformation is my favorite I love the music from the transformation nice it's just really nice and pretty 
I hear that. Yeah, it's lovely. And um, and yeah, and then he changes from a beast to Prince Adam again. Not as good looking. And then the, they. The name Adam is not said in the film. No, you only know that he's called Prince Adam because of the sequel. Right. In the sequel, well, I think you can obviously find out on the Disney website and like IMDb and things. But yeah, he is only known as Prince Adam, I think, in the sequel. I think he's named then. I can't remember how I found out that it was called Prince Adam. I think I only found out it was called Prince no, Adam. I, I think I it's universal knowledge. No, I think I only found out properly that it was called right. a print, like Prince Adam, when I went to Disneyland Palace when I was like 13, 14. And somebody said like, oh, there's Prince Adam. And I was like, oh, he's Prince Adam <laughs> in his home. He's that guy. But yeah, it's the beast. Um, but yeah, it's not known as Prince Adam throughout the whole film. Nobody mentions it. No. It might be in the credits at the end. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't stick I around too long. <laughs> no, it's not like now where you have to stick around for post-credit scenes in everything. Went to just as an aside, went to watch Sonic at the weekend, Sonic 2. Had to stay for like 10 minutes at the end because it was a post-credit scene. I was like, why is it in oh, every film? <laughs> was, was there a post-credit? I didn't stay for the post. Oh no, there sorry. Was, there was mid, one during the mid-credit yeah, yeah. sequence. That's fine, then. I saw that one. I don't think there was a post one. I didn't stay that long. I was like, I need to go home. <laughs> I'm hungry. So, yes, and then that is Beauty and the Beast. It's Ace. It is. It's a great film. It won two okay. Oscars, two Golden Globes, and six Grammy Awards. I've made, a, made my decision. Okay, what's your decision before we end? I think Belle is the best song in it. Tune. It is, and if you ask me tomorrow, I will be, say different. <laughs> it will be, but, be our guest. Right, right now, it's Belle, because I love an opening song. It introduces everyone, apart from the Beast. You know what everyone's doing. It's, it's a nice village song. It's a nice village song. It's a nice getting to know everybody, apart from the Beast, in the film. Exactly. Yeah, so that's my choice. Okay, well, I'm going to agree with you because it is my favourite song. Oh, go different. Go Gaston. We know you love it. Oh, to go with something <laughs> there more than Gaston. <laughs> yeah, I'll be sure it's not when we're human again because we didn't know about it. I'll put that in. I'll put that in before <laughs> Gaston and I don't even know the song. <laughs> right, what are we going to do next? What's our next film? Number Generator. I've got the list in front of me. that I've got a child because when I put a number in Google, it came with number blocks. Uh, number three, please. Number three. We're going back in time to 1939. Is it a came out in 1939, correct. <laughs> it's Wizard of Oz. Which yeah. my son used to call the rocket in the... What did he used to call the rocket and the bear because he thought the Tin Man was a rocket and the lion was a bear? <laughs> and he just dismissed Dorothy. Didn't care about Dorothy. Toto. So this is our second Judy Garland film as well. Correct. We've only got one more after this on the list. We may do more Judy Garland in the future. I say that as if I know she's in more musicals. It might have only been these three. <laughs> Actually, no. Yeah.
Sounds good. Oh, meet me in St. Louis. Is that the other one? Yeah, we've got that. His ace. Right.